0: burlesque moms have it all careers family and that glamorous showgirl lifestyle okay maybe it isn't always glamorous but it's a lot of fun and as a working mom grown-up fun is not always easy to find these are the adventures of four fabulous friends who just happen to be Burlesque Moms.
1: Hello, and welcome to Burlesque Moms. We are Cabaret Cocktails, Maui's cheekiest burlesque troupe. I am Sadie Vine, the divine double diva of Maui burlesque.
0: I am Miss F. Bomb, the hottest weapon in the burlesque arsenal. And I am Bourbon Lane, a warm shot of burlesque whiskey.
1: Sadly, we are missing Miss Lilio Olay, our tropical princess of burlesque, because she is, you know, family stuff comes up. That's the thing with being a mom is, is you know, you, you plan for things and then things come up. So um, we are, we she won't be joining us today and we're super bummed about that, but the show must go on. So as you heard turns, in the last podcast, right. the show must go on. So yeah, so sometimes you gotta you gotta do it without people, and that's really sad. But you know, it is what it is. So. <laughs> um, so we'll start off as we always start off, and and start our show with giving you a peek into what we are pouring. So I am drinking. Oh, so last night was our one of the one of the other reasons Lily's not here. Is last night was our first live show since since COVID so we did a double header Oops. we had actually it was like oh it's more like a triple header because so we did the tech rehearsal in the afternoon and then we did the two two shows so it was like a long day of burlesque and so we're all really tired today too so that that i'm sure factors into what's going on with lily at two well, sold out shows two I sold add? out shows on mountains. we always sell out we just do. want
0: to point that out we have never not had a sold out show because we're awesome.
1: So I am drinking leftover swag Prosecco from the show last night. We had VIP Prosecco swag. So um, we have a few of them left over. It's a little mini, mini Rufino Prosecco bottle that is left over from the show last night in a lovely little Cabaret and Cocktails plastic flute. Make sure you take pictures of that. Yeah, I did. I sent you the picture of it. It's very cute. So cute.
0: You're so cute. Epon, what are you drinking? I, since it is earlier in the day than we typically record, am uh, falling back on Oh, because that's di- a reason not to drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying I fell back on my tried and true fresh brewed chai tea with a little bit of homemade almond milk and some bullet bourbon. Ooh. Homemade
1: almond milk. You're so well, Chai tea seems so, you know, so fall, so autumn too. That feels like a it good does. autumn.
0: Oh, and I forgot to mention that in this lovely fall themed chai there's also a homemade pumpkin spice syrup <laughs> and what is that glass that you're a
1: cup that you're drinking that looks very i
0: am drinking from my fabulous jack skellington oh Coffee my. mug, which i scored on a vacation with sadie vine was it seven years ago oh my god Disneyland? Like that. yeah, that's awesome. amazing that cup is awesome <laughs> take a picture of that <laughs> oh, okay. i am bourbon bourbon what's so, drinking. i am drinking Well, first of all, I want to talk about why I'm drinking what I'm drinking. So it's just, it's red wine. But I recently became a subscriber to a company called Wink. And if you, I feel bad for you too, because they don't ship to Hawaii. And this is like probably the best reason to move to the mainland ever. So it's a subscription to wine. It's like a wine of the month club. And you pick out the wines that you want and they send you wines, like a case of wine just like comes in the mail. And it's amazing. And you, you have like a set, like you have to spend $50 a month. Like, oh, like that's going to be so hard. <laughs> uh, and if you don't spend it, it gets rolled over. So if like you don't spend that money, it gets rolled over and then you could buy a case the next month or whatever. Freaking sweet. So good. And they have this little like flavor profile and it's like the most adorable little campaign. It's like click, clink, welcome to week. So adorable. <laughs> Aww. How do we get them to ship here? I, know. I so actually, you. I actually wrote them an email and was like so you guys are missing out on untapped like, yeah I'll tell you my group alone
1: Legit. would have a cabaret
0: and cocktails cakes you. for every rehearsal but I, I'm drinking a lovely wine that they they sent me and I was very surprised because I'm always a little apprehensive about ordering wine because I don't know yeah I mean have you can have your go-tos but I was I loved all the bottles they sent me And I mean, this isn't a plug for them. I don't, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but it should be. Listen up, wink. You should sponsor me. (laughs) Anyway, I'm drinking wine from them and it is, I I was very surprised. And the only downside I have with it is that now the wine comes to my door. So now it's like, I have to drink an extra bottle. Like, oh, the wine's here. I mean, I don't have to go to the store. So now that could be a problem later, but I'm enjoying it while
1: it lasts anyway. I'm not seeing the problem you just just start up a collection have a nice collection and save things
0: for okay you know, you know i'm oh yeah the collection of wine i'm able to keep that's a ridiculous thought <laughs> it's like a collection of bourbon oh that'll last for a no, week no. <laughs> so but yes highly recommend if you are in the mainland i highly recommend subscribing to that company i mean actually if you want a free three bottles send us a inquiry and I can actually hook you up with that because now that I'm a subscriber, I can help other people subscribe in exchange for, you know, so I can give you a free wine.
1: Woo. To connect with us on our, on our link, burlesquemoms at gmail.com. So any mainland listener, listeners, Try it out, and for those of us on Maui, we'll just you know weep into our store bought wine that we can't get shipped
0: here. Or we could just bombard their uh, like yeah. customer support with, please, yeah, please, please send us your wine. Please we send want this wine pay you to send us your wine.
1: It's worth a try. <laughs> so it is. It is now October. It is spooky Yay! season, and I think October! it is. It is our favorite month. I think we all love Halloween because of of the spooky stuff and the costumes and just the all around fun. I need to bust out my Halloween bin and it's blocked by like my recycling right now. I need to get to it because I have a, a like Halloween advent calendar. We're already on day three of October and I haven't busted it out. So I need to get my Halloween bin out so I could start decorating, but one, so what we're going to talk about today, and it also relates to our you know first live show it since COVID that happened last night is is super, superstitions backstage and theatrical superstitions. Yes, um, there's I mean the, the theater is filled with superstitions that all have That's interesting backstories and and you know that a lot of people follow them to different degrees. Um, and then we you know everybody individually has their own sayings and then we of course have our two show curse and so we can kind of talk about where we think we may have broken the two show curse so we're hoping we may have to just do that process before every show just in case cuz you but, know i've um, been multiple i've been hexed multiple times obviously. oh i'm sure yeah I'm and, I'm I'm sure. and i'm sure it will happen again <laughs> so say,
0: what was uh, what was our consultant's uh, reaction to the photo
1: of amanda's was, oh, oh my jesus <laughs> oh my jesus definitely her. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah amanda was cursed we're hoping we've broken that curse and that we can continue doing burlesque. <laughs> so experience. I want for our listeners. So
0: we have what is called a two show curse in that it basically originates from when I joined the group. So I was the, no. the last member. No, no. I was the last member to join. And ever since I have been a part of CNC, we have not been able to have two shows in a row without something terrible happening. We had like a tsunami, a hurricane, COVID, whatever the case may be. We have a two-show show curse, and our good friend and choreographer friend suggested that we do this test to see if one of us was hexed. And he was in town and and, and around the other ladies, so that they actually, I think, did it in person. Mm-hmm. But he made this YouTube video. Maybe I'll even, I'll even show it to you guys. What a YouTube video! And I had not done the the the, the curse check because I,
1: in my defense, never
0: never received the link. No, not lazy. I never received the link. And you finally sent it to me last night because the show tech rehearsal was going to shit. And you're like, seriously, Amanda, this is the two show curse. It's got to be you check and see if you are the one who's hexed. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get out the pot and pan. Mind you, I'm at my parents, my very Catholic parents home. Oh my God. And They're, so like, they're this also is- Italian. You're boiling water with, with olive I know. oil. I mean, that's a normal thing. I know, Isn't but they're a, like, pasta. is this witchcraft? You're not like, going to do witchcraft in our house, Amanda. And I'm like, okay, calm down. <laughs> I'm boiling it's some a water in some oil. Thing. I'm practically making just dinner, okay? So mm-hmm. calm down. So I'm... Boiling the water, pour olive oil in and it. And his video is like, okay, so if all the oil clumps together, then you're hexed. And it like immediately clumped together. I was like, oh shit, like all of the oil <laughs> clumped together. And I sent a picture to the girls. I'm like, dude, it's me. I'm the one who's hexed. And it took me over half an hour, <laughs> over half an hour with a flame metal pointer pokey pin, over half an hour to break up this oil and relie- relieve the curse. From our, from our group. And they actually had two excellent shows. So it was probably me. I'm the ex. <laughs> I mean, from now on, we'll have to do it before every show. I mean, I wasn't even present for this show. Yeah. and
1: I still was managing to curse
0: it from 5,000 miles away.
1: So that's a good. I mean, that's a good superstition to start with. That it's kind of a. I don't know if it's a superstition or just like a a, an idea that if you have a really really bad rehearsal, it means you're going to have a really really good show, which worked. You know, that's how it went yesterday. We had because it was a bad rehearsal. We had we had all kinds of tech issues. Our our tech run through started super late. It was super rushed. We ran through one number that was just like everything fell apart. So it was. I mean. You know, as far as, like, each individual number, I think everybody did fine, but, like, it was just super rushed. So we didn't have enough time to dedicate to all the things we probably would have liked to. And, we and we're all kind it. of sitting around know. waiting to, dealing with, with all these lighting issues. And and it, we were all getting a little, little stressed about it. And then, you know, we're all stressed getting ready. And then and then the shows, yeah, the shows went great. So that's, that's a superstition there is if the rehearsal is bad, that means the show is going to be good. And so we saw that happen to us last night. I feel like in general, any
0: anytime that we've done a tech or dress rehearsal and it goes really well, we're all like, oh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's true. And for those yeah. of you who don't know what a tech or dress rehearsal is, that is uh, the rehearsal designed to let the technical crew, the people who run the sound and lights and the spotlight and all of that, it, it gives them a chance to work with the actors on stage so that they know what the numbers are like and, and, and how to set lighting and sound cues and all of that to make the show run smoothly.
1: Uh, and Hopefully. during the rehearsal, it, it didn't. It really didn't. Yeah, <laughs> we had it was it was really bad. I mean, I think that's definitely one of the definitely the worst run throughs. I mean, I someone's think. dog died. I feel, I feel like, yes. you <sighs> can't get much worse than a tech rehearsal. Well, I like, mean, the day started. Have to the day started bad with f bombs, chickens being sabotaged. It was sabotaged. Who does that? It really yeah. was. And so that set the tone for the day. And then we get there, and immediately our lighting designer has to leave because these, they have to put his dog down. His dog had to it was horrible. It was horrible. awful. And so he left us. There was a brand new lighting system that almost nobody knew how to use. It was super complicated. There wasn't a physical board to work with, so they're well, trying we- to figure out this really complicated computer program.
0: And we're all caring and loving people. This is somebody that that, that we care about yeah. deeply, and this is an animal that's very significant to them. And so everybody's a mess because they're having to say goodbye to part of their family. And so it was very understandable, but, Holy crap. Yeah.
1: It, was just, well, it was like a, it was a confluence of things too because it wasn't just that we lost our lighting designer, but we lost our lighting designer at a time when we had a system that nobody really knew how to use. <laughs> Literally <Yeah>. no one. <laughs> so we couldn't just bring somebody else in because we had other people there to help, it's just that neither of them knew the system well enough to just jump in and and do it. And so that was like the biggest thing was just we had we lost our guy we have a system that nobody can use and now we're trying to like it last minute figure things out so we can do you know the best that we can do um and we we got it all working everything went fine but it was just like we're all and then the performers are all ready we're kind of all waiting around we got all of our our stuff worked out we we spent some time on the stage we had extra time just to prep things on the stage and we're just kind of sitting there twiddling our thumbs and we're trying not to bother the tech guides because obviously this is a big deal but but so that that's one one kind of superstition tradition is that if the if the rehearsal's bad, the show is good. And Stevie, um, and that, uh,
0: it, when it comes to superstition, I mean actors and techers mm-hmm. and theater people in general are very much like a lot of athletes. There's there's a lot of routine and mm-hmm symbolism and stuff that goes into like prep and execution for a show sadie is a very well-versed costumer sadie what what are
1: some of the costume rules as far as like superstitions are concerned well the biggest one that i've dealt with that like i i truly believe in is peacock feathers you do not bring peacock feathers on the stage they could you know i think in, in general a lot of folklore has peacock feathers or bad luck because the top of the peacock feather is supposed to be the evil eye so you don't want to have it in your home. You don't want to decorate with peacock feathers. You don't put peacock feathers on stage. And I did in a show, one of my, the, my very first shows that I worked on where you had this beautiful, it was like deep blue velvet dress with this, like all peacock feathers down the front. And it was gorgeous and it was perfect for what we needed. And that dress was a pain in the ass. And it caused so <laughs> many issues in the show. And so it's just like one of those like, okay, nope, never, never working with peacock feathers again. I'm avoiding it entirely. I won't even like, I won't bring them into my house at this point because I, I had such an issue with peacock feathers there's another one like that that's you're not really supposed to put blue on stage but a lot of people don't even know about that one or or follow that one and it that one kind of dates back to like blue used to be a very very expensive dye so it was just one of those why would you spend the money on a blue costume because that's way too expensive so I that one I'm kind of like nah I use blue all the time I've never had problems with blue but peacock feathers no good no No good how about you bourbon do you know of any any costume
0: ones? I mean, or just in general? Any like superstitions? Well, I mean, the you most know that I think, you don't do on the stage. The most common one I think that even everybody knows about is the the breaking a leg. So you don't wish somebody good luck yes. when they're going on stage. You always say break a leg.
1: And I actually don't have any idea how that got started. I actually looked this up. I looked this up before we started to, to talk about it. Um, and I think that there's a few superstitions in the theater that kind of all align with. You don't want to acknowledge things ahead of time for fear yes. that you'll kind of get jinxed. So like mm-hmm. part of it is, you know, you don't want to say good luck because the, the spirits around will do the opposite of that. So like, you also don't give somebody flowers before the show. You don't want to look at the program backstage before the show. You don't want to acknowledge that it's a good show before it happens. Yeah. But break a leg. There's a lot of theories. And so like, there's one about, you know, when you curtsy, you're breaking a leg. When you're, you're walking on stage the the leg, the, 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 the wings that you're passing to get in are called legs, and you're breaking legs. You're getting on stage. So there's a few of few reasons, yeah. but what I found that that like entomologist thinks this is the most likely is it's a, like a german butchering of a yiddish saying so it's a yiddish blessing that is like blessings but the german when you when you like it's in german it sounds like you're saying neck and leg bone break <laughs> so it's it like a german thing that. and then <laughs> like so they're traced they trace it back to like right after world war one where at the u.s a lot of Jewish and German performers are, are, are in vaudeville and stuff, and they kind of carry it over and it becomes break a leg. So that, that is like the most likely one, but there's a lot of theories. And the one that that Lily brought up yesterday that her son made up was, is that you say break a leg so you'll stay in the cast.
0: Which is which adorable. Is adorable. It's so adorable. And also there are a lot of different things to say instead of good luck backstage. Break a leg is the most common, but frequently for ballerinas,
1: they say merd. Yeah. Just fresh. I, my mom and I, we she, always did. My mom always told me to chip an eyelash. It was chip yep, an eyelash. Is yep, another one. chip an eyelash. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I always tell people when I'm wishing them good luck, I say, break all the legs. All of them. <laughs> break Every a single of legs. one. Anybody's all but yours. Break them yes. all. All the legs. <laughs> well, um, I don't know about you ladies, but I'm about ready for a refill. I know. Or I'm really just chugging.
0: It's like. Yeah. This, yeah. It's it's like it's I'm in college. Chug, 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 chug.
1: Chug that red wine
0: i some right, caffeinating so just... and alcohol imbibing yay
1: mm-hmm. all right well all let's right. take a short break get a refill and then we'll be right back cheers all right well i have my second little tiny bottle of prosecco and i am ready to start the <laughs> second half of this production how about you ladies let's do this
0: good to go
1: me. so i looked up i tried to look up you know if there were any specific burlesque superstitions and Google wasn't very helpful except for this one interview from like 15 years ago with Dina Von Teese where she mentions that you're not supposed to put your shoes on the table but that she always does because she likes looking at her shoes and I'm thinking about it I'm like I almost put my shoes I, it's not one that I'd heard before actually
0: I discussed this with Ali recently you're you're not suppo- supposed to put shoes on the counter like especially the makeup table like you don't put your shoes up
1: I almost did yesterday and then I didn't. And so I'm kind of glad I didn't, but yeah, it wasn't one that I was, but is that a superstition or a hygiene thing? I think it's also a hygiene thing. I
0: I think it's a superstition. Allie explained it as a, a, as a super shit, like a bad juju kind thing. You don't put, you don't put your shoes up on the counter. I I I never really have, unless I'm fixing something, but yeah, my shoes live down under the rack typically. Yeah.
1: But yeah, oh, she, so Dita posted about she likes to put her she likes to look at her shoes. I mean, obviously they're probably Labutans and they're like fully Swarskied out. So why wouldn't you want to look at them on the table? But, right? No kidding. Yeah, she she has some spotlight on them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I know another superstition. What is it? Uh, there's no whistling on stage. That's not verbal or specific, but just in general. Um, there used to be a lot of fly systems involved. In theater, uh, if you don't know what a fly system is, it's a series of ropes and rigs that were used to move uh, set and scenery pieces around. And sometimes people. Uh, But the way that the techies backstage would communicate was through whistling. And so you're not supposed to whistle on stage because you could whistle and give somebody the wrong cue and somebody could die. So it still carries through to this day. You're not supposed to whistle in the theater. Well, there goes my whistling number. (sighs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, they're in in king and i you know whistle a happy tune and it was kind of funny because uh, when we did it the lady who was singing it was terrible at whistling so everybody backstage had to whistle for her because she couldn't whistle that's amazing that's fantastic yeah
0: what's the other one there's one with umbrellas you're not supposed to un- open an umbrella well that's a general like that's a bad luck
1: thing yeah, yeah. it's like and walking then- under a ladder there's a lot of stuff about you know you're not supposed to use real money or real jewelry on stage. That seems more like a practical thing, yeah. like
0: the blue dye thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. Also, don't use real blood on
0: stage. Well, Make damn it! Yeah, cheese, too many questions, too many
1: questions. Um, oh, and then there's the classic, the show that you do not name whilst in the right. theater, the Scottish play. We the talked fantastic. about this last night between shows, and somebody mentioned. So, like, there's a lot of theories about why you don't say the name of the Scottish play, partly because the content of the Scottish play is very dark. And, you know, witchcrafty, but somebody last night was talking about how when, like, when it first came out, it was super popular. Everybody really liked it. So if you were in a show that wasn't doing well, they would bring in the Scottish play to take over. So it was kind of like bad luck in that, you know, if you mention it, it's going to come in and take over your show because (laughs) everybody wants to see it. So that was an interesting one that I heard. And then when they talk about that one, that one's one where, like, they also talk about how you undo it. And what I always heard is is if if it happens, where you say it in the theater, you have to go outside the theater, turn around three times, and then go back in the theater. Yes. That's the undo. That's how you undo undo that that one. one. (laughs) Does everybody have to
0: go outside or just the person who said it? I think the person who said it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. The perpetrator. Yeah. (laughs) Then there's, I mean, there's the theater ghost lights. Ah, you never turn off all the lights one. in the theater. You always leave one light, the ghost light, for the ghosts. Which has been
0: very important this last year, when everything has been closed down during the pandemic. Having a ghost light going,
1: shuttered theaters, yeah,
0: yeah, through the theaters was very important. Um, and that's that's a superstition that I, I've seen actually all over the U.S. and the world over the last year. Is everybody's been trying to keep the the lights going in the theaters? Yeah. On the same vein as superstitions, ladies, does anybody have any uh, pre-show rituals? I know you do.
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> you have the biggest one that we all, we have. So from before
0: every show, whether it be a play or a burlesque show or a dance review... It is my tradition to go around through all of the cast and crew and get, give everybody a good luck smack on the booty. Those who are <laughs> consenting, you may also opt out, but the option is always there. And I make sure to check in with everybody. And, uh, you can checked in with me. You okay, you're not, not optional. You're yeah, you're not optional. optional. That's, no. The consent was given long ago. Long ago. Long ago. It's is like that that paperwork I once when they've I been invited CNC? in, they can just come in. Hmm. that's that's me and booty smacks no uh no but like <laughs> i check in that's my way to check in with everybody in the cast and like amp everybody up and that's been going that started in cats yeah it's been a decade oh my
1: god it's been a decade. Yeah. I think the, the other one that we have the other one that we have that is burlesque specific is fuck them in the heart which yes. we got from peekaboo point we took a class from her when we were first getting started in burlesque she performed at the hawaii burlesque festival we took a couple of classes from her and she was absolutely amazing and one of the things that she talked about was to fuck them in the heart and so that's you know that's our backstage pledge to each other as we're going out as we tell each other hey fuck them in the heart yeah that all the I, that's all the way that's way i do fuck <laughs> in the heart yes. so yeah i mean i don't have any specific rituals i have you know, I have like for some shows when, when we get into a routine of shows then I definitely have my way of doing, like, I think I talked about in, in our, um, you know, when we were talking about being sick, <laughs> the one that I, I, I did was like for cats, I would come in and I have a specific meal that I eat it, and it just kind of gets me set for the show. So like I come in and I have my, I had my pizza lunchable and my amp energy drink, cause this was also 10 years ago when I was, you know, twenties or early thirties. And then, you know, I have my, my just, routine of getting into the show um but yeah I don't have any like specific things that I do all of the time it, it's usually kind of specific to the show well it's even open- show
0: everybody like if you walk backstage before any given show you'll see various levels of routine and progress and and everybody is like in their own zone and backstage, at least at our shows, everybody's all, always willing to offer like a helping hand. But Everybody's very much in their zone and they're in their little routine. Like, and everybody's got their special little routine and it varies depending on the show and like what you're prepping, but it's, it's kind of interesting to watch what goes down backstage and preparation for a show. I mean, is, is, is drinking bourbon a ritual? Because I do that every yes. show. We, we are cabaret and cocktails.
1: Yeah. That's one of our things is that we, I mean, we were doing at one point, we, we always had cocktails at our at our curtain calls, but that's really hard to do. It's challenging to be up there on stage, taking a bow with a drink. So I, you know, we haven't kept with it, but we definitely always are pretty much drinking backstage somehow. You may not notice it. It may not be obvious, but it's happening probably. Like I've had a drink at every curtain call. We didn't do that last night, but I mean, we were oh, well, like, that's... we were also super rushed last night. We ran off stage from one number and had to like quickly put on something to go back on stage to bow. So we just did was Yesterday was
0: no. It was awesome. It was nuts.
1: Yeah. And plus and with, you had two shows. So it's plus like with were... COVID, I don't know how that would go over. Like we had so many specific rules that we had to follow for COVID last night that were like intense it's so intense we had like there was a part of the stage we couldn't go on because in order for us to not be masked on stage we had to stay 10 feet from the audience so wherever the audience got kind of close there was part of the stage we couldn't go on if you were ever outside of that or in the house you had to be wearing your mask we, we, which like, worked out nicely for the numbers that we had I mean yeah we, we were able to adjust to all of it but because like we also couldn't do meet and greets after the show so we couldn't go say hi to people which I really missed I, I have okay. to say after the show because I, I feel like I get a good gauge of how people like felt about the show afterwards when I get to talk to people, especially people that I know because I can get their opinion of, Hey, did all this weird stuff that I threw in, did it make any sense? (laughs) And I didn't get that last night. And that was kind of a bummer, but you know, all in all the, the, the extra rules were a little bit different and it was definitely not the same as before, but it was still wonderful to be on stage and performing again.
0: Well, for sure. I mean, with all that bullshit you have to deal with, at least you could perform. And that's yeah. something we've been missing for two years.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we got through it. It was, it you know, the, the rules were rules were and, you know, the theater did a really good job of of you know enforcing doing that. We didn't have to, you like, didn't feel like it was on us to make sure everybody was following everything. The theater did a good job of doing that for us. She was very clear on what we needed to do. And I think for, for all of us, we all felt comfortable. We all felt very comfortable in, in the setting that we were provided. And I, and I think the audience felt that as well. At least I hope the audience felt that. as well,
0: well, and I feel like the audience really met us at the level. Like, everyone's still feeling out all these new guidelines and things. And, and it went really well. Like, we, we took what we were handed and, like, the requirements and, and parameters we were given and, and made it freaking work. And everybody yeah.
1: had a good time. The weirdest thing I think though was that, so we did it because we had, we, we had half the audience. So we did two shows in one night instead of one show. And we had basically, so we had the same size audience, but it was over two shows instead of in one show. And, um, which to be fair, in general for a burlesque audience are, our history has been to have much
0: larger audiences than you would normally have in a burlesque venue.
1: Yeah, it's kind of nice having an
0: intimate audience,
1: but yeah. it was definitely like, it was weird because we're all like, Oh my gosh, we're doing a nine 30 show. That's so late. And it's just such a, a COVID thing that like all of a sudden nine 30 is really, really <laughs> late because we don't do anything anymore. There's no yeah, clubs. Yeah. There's no concerts. There's no things happening that late. So nine 30 is suddenly like, we sold out our seven o'clock show really quickly And nine 30. Yeah. We, we didn't sell it out till the day before. And it was just a lot of it is because, Oh my gosh, now nine 30 is like this huge thing for people to have to be out and doing stuff at nine 30. Cause yep. it, the world has changed. I mean, and the other thing was the heels. I haven't worn heels that much. In- <laughs> since our last show our last live show back in february of 2020 my feet are killing me today here's a question
0: do you intentionally put your shoes on in a specific way superstitiously i am guilty of this and i have done this since i first started dancing as a very wee little one i will always put my right shoe on before my left always interesting Yeah, I don't I have, do a, not have this. I don't have no. anything. Always like put that. your right foot forward. I just always wait what till the last second to put your to right, right foot
1: forward. <laughs> <laughs> God, well, I always just wait till the last second because I don't want to have to wear heels any longer than I have to. Well, <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I, I will put my shoes on before my corset because otherwise, that's really hard to do. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: Now There's definitely a, a distinct order of operations backstage. It's super fun if you ever have like a moment backstage to just like pause and watch everybody click into their routines. It's super entertaining.
1: Yeah. And it's always interesting to watch people before their numbers versus after their numbers. So if you're doing a solo before their numbers, everybody's usually kind of reserved and they're like prepping themselves. And as soon as they're done, they're like, "Woohoo! I'm done. This is great. I'm happy. This wonderful. Yeah, let's drink. So yeah, it's always fun watching the before and after. I realize I do kind of have a ritual, but it's more of a routine thing. Is as I have that curler, the green curler that I have here. I would say, I don't know if I could do a show without that green curler because it's my like it's a crutch now for my bangs I have it in my hair until like so like a lot of backstage pictures of me I have that curler in my hair because it's like it's the last thing I take out of my hair before I go on stage that my bangs look good (laughs) which is yeah I think that's my thing
0: we broke one of our routines last night Sarah did her own lashes I did wow
1: yeah I found Sadie Vine lashes. can do her own lashes now. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I've had I've had Miss <laughs> f do my do my lashes for me for years now, just because I I'm just really bad at it, and it kind of stresses me out to the point where like I ruin everything by doing it. So I've I have in the past successfully done my lashes, but usually it's such a it's such a stressful, anxiety inducing event that it's 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 almost not worth it because I end up in a horrible state. So I've been having Miss F bond do my lashes for me forever. And this like a few months ago, it was one of those Instagram ads. And I found it was, it's a lash system where the the glue is in your liner is in the eyeliner instead of a glue that you put on the lashes. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll Great. check it out. And so I bought a, a handful of lashes and their liner bond. It's the silly George is the name of it, which just cracks me. I, I don't know why it just cracks me up, but, um, so I finally tried it out earlier this week and it was like, it took me a, like the first time I did it. I'm like, this is stupid. It's not working. And by like the fourth time I tried it, I got it just fine. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is easy. I could do this. And so <laughs> I did my own lashes and they stayed on all night and I'm, I'm really happy with them. And it, it like, it cha- kind of changed that part of the, the, the routine for me. It, it relieved a whole lot of stress in that area. So that was really nice. Could you ladies think of any and they don't have to be yours. Can you think of any
0: actors or performers, you don't have to name them, who have like rituals or routines
1: before shows other than my booty slaps? I mean, I know a lot of people who who go off and kind of will do their own thing, like will will do their own vocal warm up or do their own physical warm up by themselves and they have a very set routine on that. Yeah. Um I think Mark running naked through the hallway during Cats was kind of his <laughs> ritual. Yeah. Jason Jason always being naked when Chandra came down was his ritual. I mean, yeah, when, always when our stage manager would come to give us call times. Yep. It's always when Jason was taking off his, his pants. Yeah, I think everybody
0: in their own little way too, like does like a little mental check-in with themselves just to like prep themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean I always like to stand backstage, you know, before my number and just mentally prepare a little bit rather than just rushing onto the stage when it's my time. Yeah. I mean, I definitely run through my number silently, mm-hmm.
0: you know, before I go on just to make sure I'm not forgetting something. I mean, there's one time I almost forgot my gloves and I was like, oh shit, Like, I'm not yeah. wearing those. You know, you just have to, cause you don't, you don't always practice with them because it's a pain in the butt to practice with them. And then when you go on stage, you're like, oh wait, I actually need those. <laughs> um, so I always do a mental run through. There's always, I guess I'm thinking about it and like, there's always a a couple of stretches that I always do prepping for a show, regardless of the type of dancing I'm doing or whatever. Like there are a few stretches that I guess are kind of in my routine. Like that's just telling my body it's go time. Let's do this. (laughs) Interesting. you actually get just thinking about it.
1: (laughs) There's a few of them. I I do a lot of uh, like hamstring and, and, and hip stuff before shows. I think hamstrings are probably my biggest thing that I'll, I'll stretch out before my show, before show. You have hamstrings, shut your face. No, I do. And they need to be stretched. And Fun do.
0: fact, Sadie does not have hamstrings. I do. I, I have hamstrings. Now, if she wanted could just put her leg in front of her face and lick her knee. Whatever.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. My feet really hurt. <laughs> what but is Infect your freaking hamstrings. You're broken. You're a broken human. My, my legs hurt my feet hurt my legs hurt I'm old oh. I haven't worn heels in two years I, I bought myself some killer like I had for both numbers I had brand new shoes that were they were like the the heels that I wore for spy versus spy were so high and they're it was, amazing it was so, they were amazing but oh my god I was I was dying in those and so yeah my I'm, I'm my feet hurt
0: I think one of the things too, specifically routine wise and superstition wise for burlesque, it's unspoken, but in general backstage for a burlesque show, you almost never hear negative self-talk. Yeah. Like there's always a very body positive vibe. Like no one's going to say crap about anybody else. And for the most part, no one really says crap about themselves. Mm-hmm because we are all putting ourselves in a very vulnerable space, taking your clothes off in front of strangers, you know? Yeah. And it's,
1: it's like very positive vibes. Very, very, uh, body positive. Yeah. yeah and I think that's one of the great things about doing a burlesque show is the backstage vibe and and having that. I think if that didn't exist, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be doing it. I mean, obviously that I think that we, it always amazes me how quickly people want to join us to do stuff. Considering, I mean, we're not paying you know, great. It, it's, it, we can't afford to pay everybody probably what they're worth. I would love to pay everybody what they're worth, but we can't afford it. And yet, still, people want to do what they do with us because it's a lot of fun. Even and after like that, the crazy, stressful tech rehearsal, right. people keep coming back and enjoy themselves. Because, I mean, because a, a lot of it is just the fun of the audience. The audience energy in a show is always amazing. And then the backstage energy is always fun. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of really good energy, and it, and I think everybody really appreciates that in a performing sense. And you don't always get that with every cast and every show. And it seems to be consistent in burlesque, and people want that. And so I'm I, I'm always very appreciative that that people enjoy doing what we do, and that we could provide the space for them to do that, and that they keep coming back because that just makes me so happy because I mean, I would love to be able to pay everybody what they're worth, but we can't afford to. Some Some do. There's
0: one more superstition I thought of that in my beginning theater days, the, the rule of three candles that you can't have three candles on stage. Oh, I forgot about that one. There are so So, many little ones yet. And I know that was that, I mean, I know that it stems or they say that it stems from the fact that a lot of theaters burned down because of how many candles were used. Yeah. Because they didn't have electricity, but I know that the, the superstition was, and I don't know which one it was, but the, the person standing next to the shortest burning candle was either going to die or get married, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> that those are your two choices. You can either have either, death or get married. It's either death or death to the single life. There you go. Yeah. I mean, one way or another, <laughs> you're dying,
1: but yeah, that's the only other superstition I can think of. Well, there's also, you know, they, they say never to perform with dogs or kids because you're never going to get the attention tension if there's a dog on stage or a kid on stage. Nope.
0: Or mirrors. Don't perform with mirrors. Yeah, on no, not no real mirrors. There's a lot I of little, little things. One,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of little things. And everybody has their own little thing of like they did one show with one thing and they're never going to do that again. And yep, yeah. yep, that's legit. Yep. But yeah, everybody has their thing, and it's all it's all to get you in the right headspace to be positive enough to do, go out and forget about everything else and just do it have fun and, and do a good job. And now we know that somebody
0: should have done their hex check much earlier than tech rehearsal. You're right, but would it <laughs> made a difference? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well we'll because just in to remember we'll do it we'll do it every time before every show and we'll just like <laughs> super prepared. We it's have a over. new we have a new superstition. This is our a new ritual. ritual. Every show.
1: Yeah. We should just get together and just like a coven and have a giant pot of boiling water and we'll each drop in our our our, our olive oil and we'll we'll like this little coven of, of burlesque witches and then we can mm-hmm. make pasta yeah. <laughs> Then we'll make pasta and we'll drink some booze we'll drink some red wine and make pasta really, and that'll be our is, new burlesque tradition
0: this is a great like pre-show day thing yeah.
1: i love like yeah, got it. a carbo load
0: yeah, yes.
1: pasta hex breaking. <laughs> I'm down. Darn. All right, I think that's that's gonna wrap us up right there because I can't think of anything better to wrap us up than, than amen. Than, yeah, than that. I'm so a pasta eaters do this. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us this week, and we're super sad that we're missing our Lily Ole. And we'll, we'll hopefully be able to join her, have her join us next time for our, our next podcast. Um, but for this week, um, thank you so much for joining us. I am Sadie Vine. I am Miss F-Bomb. And I'm Bourbon Lane. This has been Burlesque Moms. Thank you for joining us.
0: Well, that was another fun diversion. Now it's time to go wash the marker out of that freshly rhinestone thong. If you liked today's show, please leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or burlesquemoms.com.